Welcome everybody Vamanos to the Robert, Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Robert. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. And this is number 70, the big seven zero. Whoa. And a zero. We're getting old. Seven with a side of zero. Yeah, man. It's good. It's like it was yesterday. Feels good. That's almost we were young expectancy, right? Like 70, 72 is life expectancy. We're getting into life expectancy numbers. I think it depends on where you live. Touche. And what century you were born in? I guess yeah. it's kind of I mean, a weird way if, of counting, too. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> it's of a, a weird way to count the thing to say. <laughs> we're already Sorry. depressed enough during this year. You don't have to bring us man. down even more, man. Well, the planets are in a line. Things are, you know, it's all uphill from here. <laughs> 70 is like baby territory when you're talking about podcasts. It's like yeah, yeah, infancy. Yeah. Let's talk about it that way. Yeah, we're Good still point. babies. Yeah, we're babies. We're in the podcast spring of our years. But what is the is longest going to start a TV podcast? show? <laughs> like what who Mark Marin to be somebody out there who has the most episodes out of anybody, right? Can just trying to guarantee it's someone who you'd never heard of. What was that? <laughs> Robert, you go ahead. I guarantee the whoever has the biggest podcast or the longest podcast, the most episodes we've never heard of. Really? It's probably. I mean, I don't know. It's very possible. That makes sense to me. It's someone making like four podcasts a day about something in their garage about like conspiracy theories. Yeah, <clears throat> like a twelve-year-old kid just talking about nothing. Well, no, now they're like twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> been doing it since they were twelve. Yeah. Man, I was way off on these earlier episodes. It's crazy. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Yeah, that's funny. Anyways. 70. We're here. Well, the, yeah. the, the Tim Ferriss show is at number 486 currently. Pretty crazy. I don't know if that's the longest running one. But. I know. Well, look up 500s or 600s, right? Isn't Joe Mark Barron up to like 1,000? Joe Rogan's in like the 15 to 1700s. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. I think he just had his 1500th not too long ago. But then he always talks about somebody called Adam Adam Curry. They call him the Podfather. I would assume that that guy's got to have the most podcasts ever. We'll get Randy on it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, how was <laughs> you guys' weekends? Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve, let us know if Randy hits you up about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my weekend was, was kind of shit. It, it was fine, but um, uh, highlight was uh, Saturday night. I got uh, my, the tree in my front yard got teepeed <laughs> randomly. That's so awesome! Um, That's like a flex. I mean, if you're the yeah. joke, I can't remember who said it, but they're like teepeeing people in the middle of COVID lockdown when people are hoarding it is like the biggest rich guy flex <laughs> ever. Now, <laughs> well, and the other thing I was super shocked about is like. Uh, you're a late night guy and like, you know, your living room has visibility, visibility, visibility (laughs) of your driveway. You're out there there smoking. I was surprised that somebody could even have the opportunity to TP your house without you noticing. I mean, I was inside and playing video games because everything that I had planned for this weekend got canceled like last minute or day of. Um, and, uh, which was just kind of a bummer cause I was looking forward to a lot of it, but, um, 
Yeah, no, they. I, I was inside playing that uh, new Assassin's Creed Valhalla game, which is fucking amazing, by the way. It's so much fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they knocked on the door, and it was, like, a really loud, like, pounding, like, boom, 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 like, on the front door at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, who did I piss off? Like, who's coming over to beat my ass? Like, I haven't even left the house since, like, Wednesday. <laughs> this was Saturday night. and, and uh, Yeah, you son of a bitch. But And then I was thinking, I'm like, who... Who out of the people that I know, unless it was somebody totally random, but it's like, you, at least when I was a kid, like, if we ever went and teepeed anybody's house, it was somebody that we knew, you know, because then you could, like, laugh about it later and, like, how, you know, and kind of go around and, you know, run through the circle of friends and stuff, but... I'm like, I don't even know any kids. Like, Like, was it like a bunch of, you know, 35-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old dudes that I know? Like, or women that I know that just were like, oh, let's go fuck with Steve's house. Like, or was it totally random? It was, it was interesting. And it was pretty pathetic, like, how little they went in on it. (laughs) It's like, if you're going to do that, like, at least go full full ham on it and be like oh wow like you spent some fucking time and money the, the picture and looked effort. like they only did like two like things yeah i think they were trying to do more but the uh, actual toilet paper roll got stuck in the tree oh my God. but it's like who just goes to teepee with one roll of teepee i mean i know it's covid oh and people are hoarding it but it's like at least go with a couple or like bring some eggs or something you know like step it up <laughs> a little bit guys like it was i don't know that's not a uh, an invitation to, you know, come over and fuck with the front of my rental. But, yeah, so that was that was kind of interesting. And it took all of, like, two minutes to clean it up. It was kind of nice because all of our trash goes out on Monday. So I just brought the, the trash cans out to the street early and just cleaned up right there and left them on Sunday. So, anyway. I think it was Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> or Zeke. Yeah, yeah Zeke says, weak-ass TV job for sure. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so that was, it was interesting. That was definitely new. That's the first time that any of my places have gotten teepeed since I've lived in Southern California for over half my life. So that's pretty cool. What about you, War? Um, I didn't really do anything this weekend. Kind of just hung out. Um, I've been biking a lot. I biked 25 miles yesterday, actually. I saw that. That's Um, nuts. Which is pretty cool. We have like 25 uh, more. I, I would bike 25 miles. Um, I would. I was so into it. I couldn't stop myself. There's a there's a spot that's like a little. Uh, I don't know what they call it, like a river jetty. It's not like an actual river. I think it's the Santa Ana River. It's like a it's like a, essentially a giant storm drain. And there's a bike path on the side of it, and it's nice and flat, and it goes from here to I don't know past Angel Stadium and. My goal is to go all the way up to Angel Stadium one day. Um, I'll probably do it this weekend. It's not that far, and again, it's like flat the whole way, so it's it's been really cool. And uh, yeah, it's been nice to have a an activity that gets me out of the house that is still socially distant. I don't really have to like you know be around close people. I can kind of just cruise by myself. So pretty stoked on that. Nice. What about you, Robert? Uh, I had a good weekend. Um, spent some time with some friends. Spent some time with some family. It's my uncle's birthday. Uh, my family has a lot of birthdays in December, so it's like you know, there's always something happening in December. 
um, in, including Christmas, you know, just, just added, added things on top of that. But, um, well, uh, it was good. It was very low key, very, uh, nothing crazy. I didn't get into a bar fight cause I, the bars are closed, which is my normal thing on Saturdays. So, um, and that was actually a joke for everyone listening. Um, that's not true. Is, is that an Elton John? I was reference? just, I was just trying to make some humor in it, but I really didn't make it sound like there was any humor in that. Um, so it was a good weekend. I, I'm I'm glad for some relaxation time and some family time and a little bit of friend time. So it was good. Henry, was that an Elton John reference? It wasn't. No, I didn't even think Saturdays, about that when I said it. Saturday nights, all right for fighting. Yeah, I I didn't. Yes, it was. If the boys are going to fight, better let them. If the boys are going to fight, you better let them. Uh, <laughs> I my my weekend was pretty low key. Um, I I worked on some stuff, some some music things with with a few friends. Um, just kind of low key demo type stuff. Um, it wasn't very eventful. Um, other than I realized that I'm a giant video game nerd this weekend because uh there was this like huge announcement around this game that i play about a new character coming to the game and it's like a the super smash bros is like a fighting game and uh this new character got announced and he's like one of the most iconic video game characters of all time so it was like that was probably oh, the highlight of the weekend right, 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 i didn't mean, know who it was you don't know you don't know who it was banjo kazooie yeah no, I, I, saw, I saw the news banjo kazooie is oh really is, Already in the game. Oh, Banjo Kazooie's awesome. been in the game for like a year and a half. Um, the new it's character favorite Nintendo game. was uh, was uh, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Ah, I never got into that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, it's it's the same uh, game as Cloud. So Cloud is already in Super Smash Brothers, and he's from Final Fantasy VII. He's like the main hero, and Sephiroth is like the main villain from that game. So it was pretty awesome. And then, of course, there's, like, a million videos of people doing their, like, live stream reactions and, like, freaking out over it. And it was pretty funny. It was pretty good. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm a giant nerd. <laughs> can, I come on that, can I comment on that nerd thing for a second? Um, now that video games, like, aren't just, like, a cartridge, it's, like, you right. download it, you pay right. for it, it's in the ether, Mm-hmm. So now they can update these video games with yes. a new character whenever they feel like, yeah. opposed to you having to go get the new version, right? And yeah, I haven't so they, owned a video they, game console since they, those cartridges that you had to blow into, so I'm, yeah. I'm very naive on this stuff. But yes. is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So the way they do it is like is like I actually have um, now for so I I play on a Nintendo Switch. Now they have them in like little SD card shaped cartridges, like they're super tiny, and. Um, you can actually buy the game digitally and just download the software directly onto your console, which is actually a lot smarter. Yeah. Um, Cause the SD cards, I actually lost one of my SD card cartridges. I did find it later, but, uh, but I actually lost one and uh, cause they're, they're just tiny. So it's really easy to lose them if you don't keep it in its case. Cool. Um, but yeah, so, so what they do specifically with the new uh, Super Smash Bros. game is, is they add um, downloadable content every like couple of months, basically, whether it's like a new cool. stage or like a costume for somebody, or in this case, it's, it's a new character. Um, and then basically you just buy 
the downloadable content as like a package. And then um, anytime that content gets released, uh, the soft, your game software basically just automatically gets updated when you start it. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, Grand Grand Theft Auto just came out with the new, uh, new heist for their online thing too. And uh, the Star Wars uh, Squadrons game came out with a couple oh, of yeah, shows I saw and that. stuff too, which Ryan was playing yesterday. He said that they just looked absolutely amazing. That's, that's yeah, cool. it, looked, <laughs> it looked pretty awesome. I was in Valhalla for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just well, reading nerd. Just nerd. Michael's comment. <laughs> I'm just, my, my, I'm, Michael, a fan in the chat, just said, I love you guys, but I remember Pong and... Man, we've come a long way, and I guess oh, yeah. real quick on the on the thing is, I got another chance to to put on those VR goggles this this past weekend, and I did this thing where you go in an elevator, and you like go up, you go up or whatever, and then you go out, and it's like a plank, and you walk on the plank, and like you can look around, and that was kind of a trip. And a, a, there was another couple people who did it, and they were all like, you kind of like lose your balance and shit. And it's weird to go from pong like the most simple game ever to now you have a whole vr world and this is really getting out of hand yeah (laughs) yep it is yeah i I just i just bought this thing to uh to you know play video games with my brother while we're in quarantine and now it's just taking on a life of its own and i'm just fully back in (laughs) back in the throes of my previous addiction but i'm loving it it's great. How was your weekend, Andrew? It was good. I did some demoing for our new record that's going to be out sometime in the future. Um, I actually did some Christmas shopping, all masked up and, you know, socially distanced and whatnot. But uh, the stores are still open in Pasadena. So I went to a Macy's, and it's probably like the most empty I've ever seen a Macy's during Christmas time ever. <laughs> so. And then they also, like, don't have anything. I think they were, like, planning on um, not that many people being there, so they don't have a lot of stuff in stock. So half the, you know, it just looks like almost picked over and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that was cool. I miss going to stores and just randomly walking around as something to do, you know? I always love doing that whenever we travel, too, just sort of, like, looking around in stores and stuff like that. So that was fun to actually get out and do that. And, um if we're on the topic of video games, I actually got a chance to play that VR disc game. It's called Echo VR, but it's basically like soccer, except you throw a frisbee. But I actually got to play it with Parker this weekend, which one of the guests we've had on the podcast before. I've never actually, in my adult life, played video games with friends. It's always like this, uh, <laughs> like, I just do it myself or play the solo game and stuff like that. And I feel like there was this whole generation who used to play all these video games with their friends, and all their friends had it, and they would play mm-hmm. online. And I think our generation sort of missed that whole era. Yeah. If you had to play with your friends, yeah. you had to do it in the same room. And we used to have parties yeah. based around like playing Halo or something. Yeah, but, uh, we'd bring like four Xboxes there. over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the online gaming thing, our whole generation missed because we were out at bars and kissing girls and stuff and doing cool stuff, not playing <laughs> at home, <laughs> doing nerd shit. But... um. Now that I'm getting into it, it's super weird because I'm like, what the fuck's Parker doing here? You know what I mean? It's so like weird to hear Parker's voice, and it's like, oh, that's Parker doing that thing. And then the VR world is weird too, because like you can see people's head movements. It took me so much getting used to it. You could see people's hand movements, 
So I can like point at something and you can look at it. So it's like a different level of weird and oh man. Like if Parker's talking to me, you could see him laugh and like move his head in a weird <laughs> way. And I'm like, that's so weird. It's just a you know, a weird thing to I can't put together that that's the Parker I know in real life <laughs> playing this game, you know? And he's good too. He's really good. He's like level fifty now. I'm like level twenty one or something. Yeah. He he was the one who told me that you lent your your system to him, and he's like, I think he bought one, and then like his dad bought one, and like his brother, like he, they. Dude, used they're cool. On that thing. Shane <laughs> bought one. Consoles, but I love uh, VR stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it is the wave of the future. It's just so much more fun, dude. I have to chuck the shit out of that thing. Like my arm hurts afterwards. <laughs> I love that feeling. It's like playing real sports, you know. Except for. Not. <laughs> you get the same workout, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's just a bunch of racist little kids and then people my age going like, hey, you probably just shouldn't say the N-word ever. If you could just stop saying the N-word, that'd be great. And you hear like a couple people chime in and say that in like not a really aggressive, angry way. Just like, hey, you know, just uh, can you guys just stop saying the N-word on here? So there's a lot of parenting going on in VR that's, uh, if you think your kids aren't getting parenting from video games, they are. <laughs> Anyways, we play music, I promise. And we also drink things. And before we talk about what we're drinking, <laughs> we are going to introduce our guest for the evening. Uh, we do have a guest this evening. Uh, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, he, I, I realized before this that I've probably known him uh, longer than some of the guys in this band. Um, I'm super excited to have him on this evening. And he also, uh, a mix among, amongst, amongst, it's a hard word. Why is everybody having other things? Announcing. It's 2020, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just have, yeah, problems talking. It's um, 20, 2020. Other things, everything. Amongst other things, he came out with a brand new book called Anyone can write a song, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that I have the physical things so I can pretend I'm David Letterman on a talk show. <laughs> um, his name is Chris Paul Overall. Let's bring him on and talk to him and see what's going on with his life. Yeah, what's up, dude? Yeah. What's Whoa. up, guys? What's going on? That's awesome. So you guys were talking about happy to video have you. games and virtual reality and all stuff. Like, I'm like, man, why, why can't I talk about that stuff, too? <laughs> you can't. What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, totally. Thoughts I mean, everything we we're going to talk about. about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's fun. Thank you for being thanks here, for man. Joining us. Happy you're here. Yeah. Um, right on. If you want to discuss VR and video games right now, that's okay. What well, we do? That. You wanna... That's cool. Okay, we'll talk about what we're doing no, first. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Steve, what are you drinking? We'll so, go in order. Um, I'm taking a, a, a play out of Warren's playbook and uh, using a glass bottle to drink water from. Uh, yeah, it's not I don't actually. Know if it was still vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you're doing. I think it's awesome, but yeah. it'd be hilarious. To be like, I'm using a glass bottle tonight to drink to drink. Vodka, neat. No, it's no. I'm I'm on the uh, H2O train. I'm uh, trying to not drink at home uh, for the next couple weeks. So 
If if I, yeah, aside from like meals and stuff, I've just been drinking way too much uh, this quarantine. So I am going on the water train and reusing uh, this Perrier lime bottle, um, which is I think on its fourth or fifth refill of tap water now. So. All of the lime flavoring and uh, natural essence or whatever the fuck they put in there is starting to completely be gone, which I'm stoked on because, yeah, it's good. Nice. What you got, War? That's funny because I feel like I'm stepping out of my zone because I'm actually (laughs) drinking whiskey. Ooh. Ooh. I have a good bottle, too. My buddy got this for me for my 30th. Shout out to Taylor. Uh, Oh, there you go. So uh, it's been sitting on. Uh, I have a little. There you go. Little bar area over here, and it sits there and it stares me in the face. And I was thinking today, I was like, I'm always drinking bubbly waters, and I could show off the bubbly water I already drank. But like, who cares about that shit? I'm drinking the <laughs> Glen Levitt twelve year, and not only that. Wow. I am using whiskey stones. Oh, Robert John oh, in the back. whiskey oh. box. And a whiskey glass to keep it cold. So, cheers, everybody. Oh. Dang. The, the, planets, oh. the planets must be aligned right now. Full circle promo. This is drinking scotch is not a... Yeah, it's like a first-time thing for the podcast. I never do that. So, cheers, everybody. Appreciate it. More with the plug, dude. Boom. What do you got, Robert? Killing it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going out of the box too. <laughs> no, um, I'm drinking a dose of beer. It's hefty fee. Nice. It's a really, uh, easy IPA. It's only like 4.5, 4.8%. It's delicious. It, uh, gets me through. It's, if you don't know about docent and you've listened to this podcast, then I, you, there's something wrong with you, but, um, I drink it all the time. It's my favorite beer. They're in San Juan Capistrano. They're open for you to go get beer, so if you like beer, go get it. If you don't, don't worry about it. Chris Paul overall, what do you drink? <laughs> I'm not drinking bye. Ooh. Nice. And I, I, I usually like to do the, the uh, coconut and pineapple, mm. but they, they haven't had it lately, so just the coconut tonight. Bye. It's very fresh, refreshing. Nice. <laughs> it is bye just – that's just a, a – a label of coconut water. Is that what they mainly do? Coconut water? Is that just a coconut? It's, it's not even, I don't even know if it's coconut water or, or what it is, but it's cause I don't even, I don't really like coconut water, but it's just some sort of coconut fusion thing. I don't know. Nice. But, um, yeah. Bye. 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 They've got a bunch of different flavors, right? Henry? They do, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think they've got some sparkling flavors as well. Gotta have a sparkling flavor nowadays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just drinking a Spindrift, a grapefruit Spindrift. Um, there's been some controversy over these on the podcast. So uh, I, get, I can already see Andrew shaking his head over there. And uh, <laughs> even from our comments section, there are people that are like, I can't believe you drink this. <laughs> <laughs> grapefruit one is good, dude. The grapefruit one bomb. It's good. I actually drank a lot this weekend, so I'm taking a breather just just for tonight. And also, I'm out of booze, so I didn't feel like going to the store to get more. So, you know, that that happens sometimes. Sometimes it's a sign, you know. How about you, Andrew? 
<laughs> oh, after you're done vomiting, of course. Oh, me? Yes. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking a classic uh, grapefruit LaCroix. Oh. Pamplemousse. Back to the classics. Pamplemousse. So good. I guess it's you and me, Warren. Yeah. I know. That's weird. It should just be you. <laughs> Thanks. Does Warren not usually drink? Uh, no, Warren I, always drinks like Tipo Chico or or me, sparkling me water with like, with Andrew. They've had a war on about this for ages. I think ages. It's not not years. It's ages. Yeah, it's been going um, on for a bit. I usually drink. So too. Uh, we were talking earlier about the planets being aligned, and yeah, exactly. And yeah, Warren's now drinking scotch. With whiskey stones. I mean, it's just, it's a whole thing. It's like, it's crazy. You know, if he was just having like a glass of whiskey, it'd be one thing, but then he's using whiskey stones. He's also drinking like Glenlivet 12, which is not like your, not like your, you know, normal, oh, I'm going to get buy scotch at the store. <laughs> That's a really good bottle right there. So just a whole whirlwind right now. I'm just, <laughs> it's craziness. It's those planets, man. That's what it is. It's the planets, the Space Federation, all that other crazy shit. The galactic split. Space Force. Uh, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, I really want to get into what CPO is doing, but I figured we'd save that for after we listen to a little music. Um, and uh, I haven't listened to much music over the weekend, I'll be honest, but I think someone here has. Yeah. I, I might have uh, have done that this weekend a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh <laughs> A few things here and there, you know, to kind of keep the uh, keep the mental maelstrom of, of activity uh, stimulated, you know, keep some keep some cool flavors going on in my brain. Uh, today, we are going to be listening to a track from the legendary, the 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 living legend himself, Herbie Hancock. Ooh, hell yeah! And uh, this is from his 1980 record. Uh, Mr. Hands. Uh, it's a track called 4AM featuring the also extremely legendary uh, Jaco Pastorius, whose birthday was this month. Uh, probably should have mentioned him earlier, but you know what? Better late than never. Uh, at least this month that is, you know, because his was on the first of this month. We had a couple podcasts since then. Uh, but, you know, I thought, why not? Um, I was jamming out to this tune this weekend, and I was like, you know, I'm. I, this is this is super cool, um, and uh, and I am sort of trying to stay at least a little bit away, kind of buffer the early '70s rock because I just have tons and tons of bands from that era that all sound semi similar, and uh, that's that's about sixty percent of what I do on here. Uh, so. Let's do something a little different, a little non non guitar oriented for our bass players and keyboard players out there. You know, uh, yeah, this thing's called 4AM. It has uh, Jaco Pastorius on bass, Harvey Mason on the drums, Bill Summers on percussion, and of course Herbie Hancock on uh, all the keyboards. You're hearing this is called 4AM from 1980s Mr. Hands by Herbie Hancock with Jaco Pastorius. Thank you. 
was sexy. That was Damn. Awesome. It's it's awesome because mm. you get those very like <laughs> those like herbie you get all the crazy chords and then it like goes into that like funk thing where like Jocko does his like little string skippy thing and it gets all like oh funky and then it goes back into the crazy like and then it has that crazy melody too it's like such a perfect blending of I feel like what Herbie Hancock like can do and does and then like bringing somebody like Jocko in and being like here's another person that's just like a pinnacle of this sort of music you guys just go for it yeah, you can just hear their imprints on it, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard that song, I don't know, probably a year ago for the first time, and, and was just like, yo, who is the, like, that's Jocko playing bass. I already know that that's Jocko playing bass, and I, I'm just hearing this, like, oh, man, this is crazy. Like, he's, like, immediately recognizable, and, and that kind of spooky section where he's doing the, the you know, distinctly fretless yeah. sort of mm-hmm. tones and things like that. It's a super cool combination. Yeah. That was really cool, man. Doesn't Herbie Hancock have a, uh, a course on Masterclass? I don't know. Too? He does. He's got like he a teaching, teaching jazz piano stuff. Fuck, I should take that. Yeah. I, I took the first like five or six of them. I got to finish it, but I'll give you my Masterclass login. Ooh, you should take thanks, it. Thanks, man. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Hmm. Pretty cool, and that album is 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 super awesome too. There's a, another couple tracks on there that are super funky and like that that era was that yeah. like the late seventies era. Yeah, it's like the Weather Report um, kind of. I, I guess Return to Forever was kind of around then as well. Yeah, and then, and then a lot of solo artists. Like I feel like at that point, everything was kind of transitioning mm-hmm. more towards um, like new wave and like punk sort of stuff. Or maybe even even the kind of Heartland Rock thing, like the Tom Petty sort of vibe. But that's like that's also a cool sort of uh, like kind of niche uh, in the music scene because because I felt like sort of uh, extraneous, you know, progressive the super group. Everybody's playing lots of notes was very like early to like mid seventies, and uh, and and in my opinion, a lot of the sort of prog fusiony stuff kind of kind of lost some of its appeal later on but that's definitely like a record that is still sort of pushing towards new ground and and easily as good as some of the stuff in the heyday of an overlooked record a lot of that stuff in that era got unlistenable mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly yeah uh, with, with yeah. the sounds and with the like overdoing it of the notes sometimes yes. like this is like right on the edge and it flirts yeah. with being unlistenable and then just people take it to these like atonal or just much more complex tonal places that just start to be like weird for the sake of weird and not right. really giving a shit about the listener. Right. But they were like the first ones to do it. And I don't feel like, you know, Herbie or Chick Corea ever took it too far in direction and forgot about their audience. You know what I mean? So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of prog bands that, that were guilty of just like, <laughs> who is going to listen to this dude? Like, Well, and especially for somebody like, like Herbie, I feel like, like he's still releasing albums and doing mm-hmm. everything. He's like been able to stay relevant in his, his kind of what he does. And like, I feel like he almost had to go through a phase where he's like, well here it's, it's almost the eighties. I'm going to get into this really crazy prog stuff where I'm, we're just going for these sounds. It's like, he kind of had to get through that to like mm-hmm. continue with what you were doing. And 
and yeah, I, I, I definitely, sometimes you'll be listening to jam. And you're like, wow, they're like really, really, going for it. <laughs> they're really going for the art angle on this of just like full on, like how much weirdness can we fit into this? Yeah. 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 I, I have like uh like 10 vinyl records that are like in rotation. Like they're the, they're the first ones that I pick for like, you know, the past few months. And the, one of them, one of them is Herbie Hancock's secrets. Oh, nice. um, which I love, but also I feel like the song you just played, like, like it took the envelope even more. Like there were parts where I was like, "What are you, what are you doing?" <laughs> like I, I don't like this part. Like this part is like too much for me to handle. When I, like you know some of his some of his other stuff is just like cool. Like I can I can put this on. I can make breakfast or I can put this on and do whatever. And like like that track like, like there was a lot of things like you have to like kind of sit and listen to opposed to like just like just like let it let it slide behind your ears you know like you have to like it it, get, it gets in your ears so much you're just like wait what what are you doing happened? yeah what just happened there whoa what was that that was crazy whoa like sticks up behind you and you're like whoa yeah, hey. yeah i got <laughs> hold on i got to process this but that was a good track i liked it yeah jaco and herbie can't go wrong you know can't, nope. can't go wrong with that collaboration well without further ado let's get into some chris paul overall Let's get into who you are. Let's get into what's going on. And uh, only because it's the most recent thing that you're involved with that I know about. I know you're involved with a lot of other things, past and present. But I would love to talk to you about hmm. this book right here. Anyone yeah, can write a song, um, which you can find on Amazon. And uh, if you can find it anywhere else, you can let us know. But... Uh, if you can just yeah, dive us into that, <laughs> yeah. If you can dive us into that, what 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 spawned the the need and the passion to to write it? What 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 made you sit down and, and say instead of writing a song, I'm going to write a book about how to write the song? Uh, what, yeah, what was the, um, uh, the the encompassing factor with that? Well, I did. I I've done a couple of uh, just like classes where i would guest speak or whatever and my my friend amelia is a she's a teacher over at uh osha orange county school of the arts down in orange county and mm-hmm. um so she had me come and talk to her i think it was like contemporary vocal class or something like that and uh you know all the all the kids down there are like super they're super talented they're super educated they've all got like super you know music theory I don't I don't know much about music theory, but I know how to write songs and stuff and, and sing and everything. But uh it was it was funny to me. They they these kids were asking me questions. It's like it was kind of a a time where I was like, you know, what what do you guys what do you guys want to know? And they were asking me so many questions just about like they, they thought maybe you had to go to school to be a songwriter. Or like <laughs> they were asking me these off the wall questions and I'm like, No man, you can you can write a song right now. Like and we sat down, and I just kind of like started asking them questions, and and we went, up, you know, within five minutes, we wrote a song together, and and I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like these kids don't even realize how how much fun they could be having just writing a song. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter how how much skill you have or how you know what level you're at. You know, it's like just just the pure joy of writing music is you know that's satisfying. You know, for for me. I- that's a lot in the book. It's cathartic, you know. Absolutely. And um, I mean, it's definitely like this whole quarantine has been has been. Uh, I've been diving into that whole thing because it's you know something to keep my brain normal. 
during all this this craziness so that's you know kind of, kind of where we're at the the idea sparked and then um and then i i was talking to my buddy martin who co-wrote the book with me and um he's he's over in england so we were talking just like this and i was telling him about like my experience with with them and then then he was like well we should just write a book and i was like i, I'm, I don't write books <laughs> he was like no we should just write like i've written i've written 12 so like you know i'll i'll kind of i'll kind of hold your hand and and uh, tell you what to do you know and so that's kind of the the whole process of the whole thing he he just basically you know like laid it all out like how how the the structure should go and then then i i kind of wrote the all the all the stuff and then and then the cool thing and i had i had uh robert like contribute as well um i had about 20 friends of mine uh with all different kinds of skill levels um just kind of contribute with their kind of their point of view of how they go about writing music and what inspires them and those sorts of things and it and to me it's like all those different you know points of view really gives you kind of a, a really vast like rich kind of like you know i i relate with that guy or i relate with this girl or whatever you know so it was cool and just putting that all together so well i think it's awesome i mean uh like I told you earlier, uh, when I talked to you, I, I read the preface and I read the first chapter and it, uh, it takes me yeah. so much more wavelength to like sit down and actually read a book, uh, which we were talking about earlier today, you know, it just, uh, yeah, to, to find that time to just read something, um, right. You know, you, you go to bed and you're like, man, I should read before I go to bed. But then you're like, I'm exhausted. You know, like I want to watch something to make me forget about life and not try to yeah. comprehend, you know, words. Um, right. But I, I've only read the first chapter and I, and I think that you're just the first chapter and maybe it's cause I know you and, uh, yeah, you know, but it, you know, it, it, what you're, what you're preaching in the book uh, already uh, after one chapter, it just makes total sense to me. Like it made me think a couple yeah. things, you know, I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like I haven't thought yeah, yeah. about that in years. You know, like, right. you know, I'm, it's just, uh, and, and I, I, so I can't wait to read the rest of it and just see how much my mind is open to things that I might not have realized and might not have thought about yeah. for years. I um, think it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of like kind of basic concepts that, that we probably all kind of have learned at some point, but then, you know, even, even when I was kind of thinking of these things, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to talk about this. Cause like. And I, you know, something that I maybe hadn't been applying to my approach, you know, and I was like, oh, I need to like get back to doing that sort of thing. So I think, you know, it, it's not only a, a book for like beginning songwriters, but it's like for people who've been doing it for a while, you know, maybe it's a reminder of like the the kind of stuff that you kind of cut your teeth on, you know, start out with stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, just just from reading it. Go ahead. Was was this something that you had been working on pre-COVID, or is this something that popped up uh, during the the last this last year? It, it was it was uh, we started like right like probably two weeks into into the quarantine. Oh, nice! So, so like super, super recent. Like, yeah, so I started. I think it started around the you know first of April, something like that. Nice. And when when did you yeah. guys officially release the release the book? Uh, let's see. We're what? What? 
was today? <laughs> the 14th. December 14th. Yeah, so it was December 1st we, we released, so it's been, nice. oh, been nice. about two weeks. Well, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, so it, it's super fresh. So um, I can't imagine the million, million listeners that we have have even realized that it's out yet. <laughs> Uh, which is why we're here to discuss it, so that way, uh, yeah, I our mean, million listeners will go yeah. buy it, and uh, you have a million <laughs> sales on your book. Okay, I'll send you guys <laughs> send you guys some royalties. You know, <laughs> oh no, that's not what we're asking for here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but um, I wanted to get that out of the way because I think it's really cool, and I just wanted to make sure that if we started talking about some other stuff, it didn't go uh, sure unaddressed. And uh, you know, usually right. I feel like we would talk about where you started and what you've been doing and everything and then get to that. Yeah. But I was just so excited that I just, I, I blew it early. Um, <laughs> nice. And I, I just think it's great. <laughs> and um, um, so congratulations on putting out a book, writing a book during COVID. Um, when it comes to all, and, and just so everyone knows you, you've been a songwriter for years. You've been putting out original music since before, you know, I, I was able to, play guitar um i don't i don't know if that's true i'm just making up things now um but uh obviously you've been doing this during I, I COVID, like but what like have, what have yeah. yeah what have you been uh doing doing uh thanks brett um during uh what have you been doing during covid for your expression <laughs> of uh of of uh your original music of of just the music that you've been doing uh what it, has it just been the book, or have you been finding outlets to, uh, you know, create and play music off the cuff? You know, yeah, I mean, sure. No, like, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's been hard to, you know, the one thing that's been weird, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, is going from, you know, I've basically been on the road for the past eight years, and mm. then just to like all of a sudden, like I've been home for like you know nine months now, and like we're in the middle of a tour. Uh, you know, like when, when everything got shut down, so we had to come home early and, um, which I'm sure a lot of, a lot of bands did. Um, but it was, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of cool because, uh, I'd, I'd been so busy performing that I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time being creative, you know? So it really got me back into like just being in my workshop, you know, and like being able to just focus on, on writing and creating and, you know, doing all that stuff. Um, we did a lot of stuff. Me and my buddy, John Wilson, uh, have a band called LPFM and we, we've done a bunch of releases since, since COVID started. And it's just cause we have time, you know, it's great. And then, um, we're, you know, like a couple of, uh, there's a, there's a musical that I've been singing on, like, like doing tracks for, uh, some guys here in Long beach, they, they hired me to do that. And, uh, the uh and then and then my old band wonder love we're we're kind of putting together an, uh i guess you call it a reunion record <laughs> which i'm like super that. stoked um, about yeah it's gonna be cool man it's it's gonna be i mean it's along the lines of uh it sounds just like that herbie hancock record. Yeah. <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna mention that earlier i just wanted you to mention that you know I didn't yeah want you to yeah hear bad I, news. I know you knew that already but yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh sorry i i cpo i'm just uh 
I think a lot of things that you do are really interesting and really, I just want to talk to you about them. So if I'm like hitting on a bunch of weird things, not in order, that's the reason. Um, okay. but when you, you were saying you were on tour, um, for the past yeah. few years performing. Yeah. Um, and you were performing in a, a, a Beatles tribute band. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Which, that's right. so, uh, you yeah. know, I think that's pretty, it's, you, you weren't just a tribute band that was playing at, you know, the gas lamp in Long Beach every Friday. I mean, yeah. you guys were traveling around yeah, nationally sure. and internationally for, yeah for years. How, how does, how does that differ from traveling when you're doing your own thing? What, what's the, what's um, the takeaway and, and the give with doing something like that? You know, like with anything, it's, it's sweet because, like the the cool thing about it is that it's a it's a persona you're putting on a persona so it's like something you're not actually being vulnerable you know it's like mm-hmm. you're putting you're putting out it's almost like an acting job you know but it's it's still inter, it's live entertainment and it's you know like I I really love I enjoy doing that um, so I love that aspect of it and and playing live music and and the songs are pretty good you know doing Beatles stuff. Yeah, man. It's pretty good. They, music. They, they, they had some hits, I think, throughout the years, right? They had a few, yeah, just a just a couple. So, and it's, like it's it for, pretty fun, man. Uh, I like it for Beatles in particular because Beatles didn't play half those songs live anyway. So I know, it's like right? A whole new yeah. thing to experience. It's like oh, I don't know if that I've heard this live. And it's like yeah, it's because they never played it live. <laughs> That's because yeah, totally. Yeah, I think Paul, you know, Paul McCartney's played most of those songs live, but. For the most part, yeah, it's you don't you you never saw. There's no you know I've seen most of the video footage that they did of their live stuff, and you know most of the late stuff is not. It, there's no they didn't do it live, yeah. So it's you know that's that's the big challenge too is like trying to emulate that stuff with four guys on stage, you know. It's like, and we and we try we try not to do any tracks or anything. It's just all live stuff. So like playing playing keyboard parts and stuff it's crazy and what what beetle are you um i'm i'm mccartney Maca. nice yeah yeah <laughs> and, you, and you obviously play the viola bass too right yeah yeah it's that that was a challenge man actually going into that gig i never played bass before <laughs> and and you were also a right-handed like, guitar player right yeah yeah so then, then having to having to do that, and then and then on top of it, having to learn all of McCartney's crazy bass lines, yeah, you know, while singing my ass off is like it, it's it's a challenge. It's a fun challenge. So, and did did times. you not also learn it left handed eventually? I did, yeah. Which yeah. That, that blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was the other cool yeah. thing that I wanted to discuss here. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. just like, oh but, well, no, I'm know. just going to learn how to play left-handed because that's what the part calls for. Wait, so that's that was actually called it for. <laughs> you you learned it right-handed and then left-handed. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. That's pretty wow. crazy. I got to say, as a bass player, that's like I'm like I don't even I can't even it, I couldn't even hold a bass the other way. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it was funny. I mean, it's been already it was already challenging. Um, I mean, just learning right-handed you know and then and then translating that over to my left you know actually now at this point it's like there i i don't really have to think about it too much but 
yeah, when it was when I was first doing it, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. This is crazy." <laughs> like, no way. What then, was the original push? Just because he's left-handed and that's what it calls for, and you're like, "Yeah, hey, one and, day I'll get it." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of you know when I got the when I got the gig, they were like they were like, uh, "Would you be willing to learn left-handed? Learn how to left-handed?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." <laughs> No problem. That's insane. That's, yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's see how let's see how long I can get can get away with this. <laughs> and do you guys have things on the horizon? Like, are you, uh, you guys have a tour in February that you're still hoping for, or like, is everything canceled for the future, or what's the next step with that? Yeah, it seems seems like it's pretty much canceled right now. Um, I think. Well, we're we're doing a we're doing like a Christmas show live stream thing from the belly up on Friday. Nice. Um, but the other than that, I mean, I, I, that's, that's to be the first show I've played in nine months with, with, uh, as a Beatle. So that'll be fun. <laughs> and what's, what's the name of the band? Did you, did you mention that? It's already? called Abbey road. Abbey yes. road should be. And the, the main, the main show that they, that we do is called uh Beatles versus stones. Oh, that's to you it's guys. I see that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a back and forth with another with the Stones band. So that's a, that's a fun little show. Does does Axel Clark still play drums with you? He does. You know Axel. So I went to Cal State Long Beach as a percussion player, and Axel Clark was my professor in percussion when I went there. Right on. Yeah, and there's Axel, there's, Axel is there's that other weird thing. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah, Axel is still he's he's the original Ringo in Abbey Road and and he's uh he's still there. Awesome. Yeah. Well so I, I have one more <laughs> thing that I just think is pretty cool. Uh, and something I haven't thought about in a really long time, and it's only because you're here, um, obviously. But you um the the remaining members of Oingo Boingo <laughs> mm-hmm. uh play this huge Halloween show in Long Beach and they needed a singer and you were the singer to play that. And, uh, and I was there and, uh, hearing someone sing Oingo Boingo is already a, a masterful thing that you have to figure out how to do. And, uh, and you did it. So not only can you learn how to play the bass left-handed because you need to do it, but you can also just go up and just play with Oingo Boingo and do a full set of. I think of that I have a stuff. theory here. I have a theory. It's Chris hates himself and he just wants to learn the hardest things to do ever with music. <laughs> Prove to everyone how good he is at everything. That's kind of what I'm getting at. That's I'm right. Just, I'm That's kind of right. trying to get at uh, who you are as a as a musician, which is insane. Yeah, um, I, I'm just. No, going, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's that was that whole band was uh, the the Boing experience was insane, man. Because uh, I, you know, I grew up in Texas, and uh, so I hadn't really heard of Boingo Boingo, like people in Southern California in or like yeah, like it's huge and so they're not. They're, yeah, that's not a huge Texas band. No, like the only thing I knew of Boingo Boingo was uh, uh, the you know Weird Science, like the movie soundtrack. So. Uh, like I had heard that song, I didn't even know it was a band called Oingo Boingo, you know. And then, and then I moved out, or then I, then I just had a, I had a buddy that was, uh, he's the guitar player with them, Mike Lindenning, 
and he asked me one one night if I would want to go and and try out for this for this group. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I went down, and, and it was uh, Johnny Vatos from from Boingo. He was he's kind of the leader of the band. And uh, so we did a, a couple of songs, and like I remember, like learning those songs before I went to rehearsal. And I was like, at the time, I smoked. I was about like a pack a pack a day smoker. At the time. <laughs> I was like, dude, I got to stop smoking right now, man. <laughs> it was crazy. And then you know, did, did the tryout and got you know they were like, all right, cool, you can do this. So it's like sweet. But that learning that music was was that that really stretched me. It was it was a fun. A fun, uh, a fun stretch. Yeah, it was good. And those, awesome. those shows are great, man. The, that that fan base is like insane. There's so they love those songs so much. You know, that was wonderful. Um, those guys did a lot of teaching uh, at my school when I was going to school. So John Avila was one of the teachers. He taught yeah. songwriting and a bunch of other stuff there. And then um, we played at Coach House once. And John was playing bass subbing for Corey McCormick uh, in Lucas Nelson's band. So John got to see us play yeah. down there. We were hanging out with him. He's like the coolest dude. He just has He's amazing. Yeah. giant glasses and his giant eyebrows. And he was like smoking a stogie and talking to us about all yeah. these like crazy times and doing these awesome things. So him and then Johnny is like such an encouragement and... Uh, stuff like that for drummers around the yeah. local area. So they're like local legends here in SoCal, especially in my area because they all live Absolutely. around here. So that's yeah, that was cool that was cool, man. Either. Like those guys are so they're just they're super. Like every single one of them, they're like super. Just just they they have so much passion for music, you know, and they're they're just super <clears> positive <throat> guys, you know. Especially especially Avila, man. He's he's just like. I don't think I've ever met anybody that's that's happier than that guy. Yeah, um, and it's, I got I to mean, do a couple. For good reason. He... Yeah, <laughs> I got to do a couple records at his house for a couple like you know garage bands. I was playing uh, in around here. And he's super yeah. nice. I just remember like my favorite part about him doing recordings is he always had like the best punch in hands. He just acted like it was like, you know, the craziest thing in the world to punch in on something. So he always wanted to get the perfect punch. And he'd like, you know, have his hands up and just be waiting for it and just hit it like it's an instrument. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's just one of those guys who loves music. And I think after that real big fish record, everything just like, you know, the world opened up for him and yeah, his studio. Sure. So, yeah. No, it, yeah, it's a cool crew of people. And that sounds like an awesome uh, experience. Yeah, actually. Steve, uh, Steve Bartek, I I talked to him a little bit for the for the book. He's I talked or he's he's got a little bit in there. Just That's talking awesome. about, um, yeah, he's talking about like um, when like when Elfman wrote uh, what was that song? Uh, I think it was Weird Science. He he was um, like instead of sitting down and and having a guitar or a piano or whatever and writing, he was just like dictating the melody into a little tape recorder wow and then and then steve would sit down and then write all the music out you know and that's kind of that was their approach a lot of times and i think even to this day steve still does a lot of the uh arrangements for for the elfman like scores and stuff so he's the unsung hero of that world <laughs> he is but he's but he's super like you know steve's super 
he's super humble and, and, and just, you know, unassuming. So he, I think he likes that Danny's up there, like very upfront. So. Well, that's awesome. That's uh, really cool experiences with those guys. And those guys made it all happen. Yeah, like if you watch any of those old shows of them doing like, they like, built their own instruments and stuff like that. It was almost like a vaudeville yeah. show back in the day in LA. And I don't think a lot oh, yeah, of people sure. know that they just remember the hits and stuff like that. But, uh, they're, yeah, they're a cool group of dudes, and they all, you know, ended up doing something really major in the music industry. So, you know, there's yeah, like a weird stance sure. where you don't know that uh, what they did, but what a cool experience to be able to like sing with them and then, you know, be on that level where they're like, "Oh, I made this. That's awesome," you know, and then yeah, get to do those yeah, things. For so it's sure. really cool. And again, between those two yeah. things, it's like, what else can you do musically? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this McCartney thing left handed just to give a fuck <laughs> you to everyone else, yeah. and then I'm gonna take on this other thing. So I'm waiting for like what's the like you know, oh it's a Pavarotti gig or something like yeah. that. Let me, yeah, yeah. I I just I just go like I'm just, I just have so much fun doing music. I I don't even think of it that way, man. I'm just like I'm like oh, that sounds fun. Like I don't even realize what I'm getting myself into. So. Uh, in that respect, I'm kind of an just kind of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome because you you put yourself in all these situations. I feel like Steve is very similar, <laughs> not, yeah. in a, not in a bad way, but in a, like you know, you just say yes without even really thinking about like the amount of work that you're getting into. Where I'd probably yeah, be sure. like, "How much does it pay?" Now, nah, like I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to do that or not, but you know, like. Uh, uh, some people aren't in it for those kinds of things, and it's awesome, you know. Nah, it, man, it, that's where the art comes in, you know. Yeah, for that's sure. Where the love comes in. Yeah, and somehow the somehow the bills get paid. So that's awesome. I, th- I think that's you just have that that attitude about it, and it kind of takes care of itself. I don't know. Uh, what's some of that other stuff My- you're talking about doing lately, like <laughs> making tracks lately and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, no, the, the band that I've been doing with, with my buddy, John is called LPFM. And, uh, that's, that's a cool little project because, uh, you know, in the past, usually when my songs, it's, it's just, it's just me sitting down with, with an instrument or whatever. And, and John is, uh, he kind of like, he's a producer engineer guy and, and drummer. And, uh, so he comes up with all these tracks and then kind of just sends me some music and I write to that instead of, instead of actually writing all the music. So I just, I'll write the lyrics and melody to it. And it's, and it's been kind of a cool, like different approach for me in songwriting, but it's also like, it's kind of freeing and, and it's, it's cool. Like just to, when you collaborate with other people, you know, cause you, it, it's like everybody kind of contributes their their strengths and you make something that's even better than what you can, what you can on your own. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, really that's awesome. been cool. Is that the sort of project cool. that you would be able to do live or is it like totally remote kind of working together? Is it something that you're going to try to do live or is it more kind of like, yeah, like a remote kind of thing? No, it's, it's been a bummer, man, because we we're like, we're dying to, to play live, like to be able to, to get out and and perform the songs live because we have you know uh three other guys that that have been doing all the all the records with us and stuff you, you guys i don't know if you, any of you guys know justin bro yeah um, yeah yeah you, you guys know justin he he's been playing all the guitars and then dallas you know dallas dallas cruz has been yeah. playing all the keys 
and Dallas does a bunch of the backing vocals and stuff with me. And then uh, Nick Rodriguez is playing bass. He's he's freaking stellar. Hell yeah! And uh, so it's like, dude, we 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 want to play live so bad, but it's <laughs> you know, like none of us we can't really get together because you know it's just not it's not the thing to do right now. So all right, <laughs> so we're just, we're just kind of waiting until till we. That day we can actually get out and be able to play the songs live. So, uh, it's cool that you figured out how to make the tracks, though. I feel like that's something we're trying to figure out recently is like how do demos sort of work, and yeah, like how does uh, putting something together through the mail work, you know? Where I feel like a lot of yeah. people just do that only in this internet age they only just you know send stuff to collaborators and they don't even meet half the people that they even work with you know yeah i mean i think i think personally like it it's it's opened up so much for me because uh a lot of times when i'm writing something i need need a second to think and you know it's like when you're in a room with other people you almost have this kind of pressure to to contribute immediately you know and it's like when you have a second to just like kind of be on your own and then contribute, you know, as you're, as you kind of come up with something, something that you think is great. Um, it, it, it's kind of, I, I don't know, I, I'm kind of enjoying it almost better than, than putting a song together with a band in the room. Cause then we can, we can kind of like with the wonder love stuff, we're like kind of bouncing it between each other and getting the demo, like where we want it to be. And then we kind of, you know, track everything from there. And that's it's it's almost like you can hear what it sounds like on tape, and you're like, okay, that's that's how it needs to be, and then and then then you go and track it for real, you know. The only thing that's missing is we can't track it all together, you know, which that that's kind of a bummer, but you, you do what you do what you can make it work. Yeah, it's a sacrifice to get something yeah. different, I guess. You know what I mean? Like it's forcing yeah. us to create in different ways, which is super cool, you know. For sure. you get different results. You might have not come up with whatever it is that you came up with because you're a guy who likes to think about stuff, you know. Right. Uh, if you guys were all doing it in the room, so maybe this part was like the greatest thing that the song needed or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's um no, it's 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 good times, man. It's I I I think this whole I mean, you know, I there's been a lot of uh you know, a lot of negative things or a lot, a lot of bad things and a lot of, you know, it's been rough, like this whole quarantine thing, but at the same time, you know, because we've, we've all been forced to like figure this whole, whole thing out. I think good things are coming out of that, you know, because we're like, how, how can we, how can we pull this off? You know? Yeah. It's like, the it's, only it's way to cool look that, at it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't just back and be like, Oh, I can't do what I do. You know, it's like, you have to, you have to say, all right, how we can't do that, so what are we gonna do instead, you know? And to me that's that's actually cool. I like that. So I feel like that's how it always is, you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. when you're a kid and you don't have anything, you know, it's like, Well, I don't have all these tools that all the you know, guys who owns the studios have, so I have to scrap together whatever the, whatever I can to make a demo and that's what yeah. it's gonna be. And uh, that's what I have to get by with. So that's oh, it's sort of always the artist's, you know, um, like challenge is okay. Now here's these different factors 
now let me adapt to this scenario or whatever it is, you know? So yeah. <laughs> it's always happening. And, you know, I feel like it's uh, an easier cushion when people are constantly used to changing all the time or constantly having to adapt to the situation or constantly having to, like, rise to the occasion. You know, it's like, well, COVID happened, so we're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, I, I've seen a couple of things that, that you guys have done and the stuff that Henry and Steve have done. Um, just a, I get jealous watching you guys, man. <laughs> We're all jamming in the same room. I'm like, oh man, it looks so nice. <laughs> we made the decision early on where it's like, in order to stay sane, uh, we need to still play music, at least in some yeah. capacity. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, we're like, we're the five people we're going to see. I don't care about anyone else. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is good. But there's been a ton of, like, this whole podcast in this way wouldn't exist without COVID. We were doing it in the same room together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. We drank a it's, lot less. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. We used to split like an entire bottle of whiskey during the podcast that used to almost be gone by the end of the night. So that's why I say that. Yeah. We're, we're, do you guys we're feel really like, up. um, you've grown up? Yeah. Quentin has, has made you grow up, huh? Yeah. It's definitely pushed the limits. I, I've actually found yeah, where you're, where you're I've gone the other way. Out. I'm, I'm super <laughs> immature now. <laughs> What were we going to say, though? Do we feel like uh, something's changed? Uh, I forgot. No, it's all good. <laughs> I, lost, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, it's been interesting. It's, it's like, um, good for a lot of stuff. Like, we've gotten a lot of weird shit together that we would have never thought about. Like, we've done more this year in merch sales that we would have ever done otherwise, you know what I mean, and figured out our online store in a bunch of ways. Thank you, Warren. Uh, you know so we got a a lot of that uh, a lot of weird shit together and then you know um it's just not having the live shows almost like the live shows to me and i don't know how everyone else thinks it it refills the energy canisters so if i work all week or something like that i go play a live show and then i feel like really excited to go play music again and work on music and stuff like that. I feel like missing that piece just makes it less clear, like why we're doing it or you don't like focus on that live show as the prize all the time. And then for us too, for writing songs, we always just play them out immediately as soon as we can get them under our fingers and then try to get that instant feedback. And without that, like having a whole writing process is all different. So Again, um, I'm happy to change with uh, whatever's happening, but it's just different in those ways. Have you noticed stuff like that? For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, you know what I'm I'm really kind of interested to find out is like all all those things that you're talking about. Like, how is that going to apply to when everything opens back up and we're able to go back to work and all that work that we've done during this time? Like, how is that going to apply? Like we've learned all these things, or we've we've expanded, we've grown, we've been able to to reach out and like um, you know do things we wouldn't normally do, and then so how is that gonna you know com- uh, re- how is that gonna uh, translate whenever you know we get out of this 
the quarantine stuff. I, I think that's that's yeah. really going to be kind of cool. I'm I'm very kind of eager to see see what happens then. Yeah, I think we yeah. all need I mean, to get I, remember COVID tattoos on our wrist. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when anyone's feeling down or like uh, doesn't have a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my hope is that it's had. like it, it's like if you took a sabbatical, right? You like you know, or, or you you see someone who's like really good at what they do, and then they take a sabbatical to focus on their pottery, and then they come back. <clears throat> um, thank you, Warren. I, th- I feel like Warren got that one. Um, but then, like you know, then they come back and they're even better. You know, yeah. you're like, okay, well, we haven't seen them in a while. Hopefully, they come back and they're better. You know, like I feel like that's the hope for what what we end up coming back with. Uh, and I, it's not a hope. I'm pretty sure that that's what hap- that's what that's what's going to happen. Like I, I yeah. think it's like training wheels. You know, like we've we've figured out how to go play live and 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 tour and everything. And the only thing that we're we're doing during this time is being better. Like I don't I don't think we're going to go back and like be worse. Yeah. You know, like I mean, we might be worse at talking to people because we're like nervous about talking to someone a foot away or something. But. um my hope and like my, guys, my plan is that we would come back even stronger. Yeah. Do you guys have, do you feel, do you feel some sort of like pressure to, because you have all this time, like now you have like almost, almost pressure on you to get there. Like you have, you have to come out better when, <laughs> when this is all said and done because you had all this time to actually focus and like, you know, woodshed and like, and make, you know, improve yourself as a musician, it's like, I almost feel that sort of, I don't, that I don't think pressure that pressure is, like, I don't think that the pressure is coming from, from, from fans or people who enjoy yeah. music though. Like, no, like that, I, 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 I feel like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like with this group of five people, yes. Yeah. But I don't think there's a pressure from the outside where we have to come back. Yeah. You know, if we came back exactly the same, well, if we came back even better then you know, some people wouldn't even realize it. Because people are like, just there to have a good time. I feel like the second like people can see live music again, they're just gonna be like, their minds are gonna explode because it's just gonna be oh, so good to like be yeah. able to like go see music and not have to worry about this yeah. crap anymore. That people are just gonna be For like, sure. oh my god, oh. <laughs> Henry's finally gonna, gonna expose someone's mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's like my literally. goal. When it's over and we can play concerts again. Is I want somebody's head to literally explode watching my guitar solo. And if I don't see that happen, yeah, sure. then I'm gonna, uh, you know, that's the pressure I feel right now. That's that's what I mean. Quarantine. Like, <laughs> if your heads don't explode, are you gonna be like, dude, I played way too many video games? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The v- the VR is really getting to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's the way I feel, man. Yep. I'm like, I Granted. don't know if I should be doing this right now. <laughs> I definitely need to do sometimes, but then there's like, if it's not happening, it just sort of happens at the speed it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. If you're not feeling it, you got to take care of yourself in some way. It's always when you see the downslope, though. You're like, now I'm playing more video games than I am working on yeah. music, or now I'm doing more Absolutely. of this, and it's not really intentional. I'm just sort of like watching six hours of TV and I didn't do anything today. It's like, those are the yeah. things that where I'm like, did I really need this or did I just self indulge today? And then yeah. as long as stuff is growing like slowly 
everything's good, right? Like, as long, yeah. uh, I've gotten into a better practice routine than I've ever been to ever in my life. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know if I yeah. ever would have done that without this. So, yeah. uh, and it doesn't mean I'm like a better drummer than I ever have been in my life. But it means like I, I have this weird discipline that I've never had before. Mm-hmm. And so if I've accomplished yeah. that and then I just move on with my life, then everything will get better just by default. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if yeah, we can, for sure. For sure. I'm like, if I just accomplish those things, like the, the daily stuff, then I don't have to worry about that other shit, if that makes sense. Like the pressure, yeah. you know, that, that, yeah. that's sort of not doesn't matter as much. It feels sort of a similar yeah, sure. thing, and I and I talked about that a couple weeks ago. Where where just I sort of got back to the feeling of like being in high school and like playing guitar all day again, and sort of what that felt like yeah. again. And I, I think it was just maybe my brain tricking me into like making this a new thing again, just because I'm gonna totally lose it if I don't if I don't find some sort of a silver lining to you know playing yeah. music in this because. Prior to this, we were touring a lot or, or playing gigs in town all the time. So I was getting all my, uh, you know, energy and 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 getting all my rocks off on playing in front of people and and that and sort of practicing that way. And then on yeah. and then on top of that, it's like I don't know. Like I released two records for my solo project this year, and and one of them was a live record that I that I had Andrew on drums for. Um, and I wouldn't have done either. I don't think I would have been able to complete either of them uh, if it weren't for this, which is which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. What about you, Steve? What have, what have you been doing? I've been I've been writing a lot, man. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, Wednesday. I've got a church gig with uh, I believe uh, Jules Rodriguez is going to be playing drums and Corey Cofield and AJ DeGrasse and. Uh, Johnny Gomez, all all the uh, the same crew of of Long Beach and OC people that uh, that I kind of I as an adult grew up listening to you guys and and that whole crew. Of that sounds like a stuff. horrible band. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're we're doing uh, for Arbor Road Church in Lakewood. Um, Oh yeah. Once uh when COVID hit, they transitioned into doing into pre-recording their Sunday broadcast their Sunday services for broadcast. And uh right. I've been there pretty much every Monday and then recently in the last couple of weeks um they've switched it to Sunday afternoons that we uh go through and record everything and there's you know 10 cameras or however many they have going and everybody's socially distant and and uh yeah. and it's 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 been great and so this Wednesday we're doing we're filming for the Christmas Eve service and then the following two Sundays and that's going to put me over 700 recordings since March. Dang. That yeah, that I've either written, co-written, uh worked on. I did uh my my mom found uh some tapes of my grandfather's sermons. He was a United Methodist pastor for for decades. And so we, I went through and did a bunch of audio restoration for 50 of his sermons um, from the wow. late 60s to early, mid-90s. And, uh, yeah, so I, I hit 700 on Wednesday for Jeez. that stuff. Um, yeah, it's been good. Now I feel really lazy. 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't write a book, man. I, I did not write. A, I would not know the first thing about doing that. But I'm stoked to uh, to read yours, man. It's gonna be great. I just ordered it on Amazon. Nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. Who's doing the Audible? I'm an Audible person. Uh, Audible's Amazon's. Uh, I am. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't tell you about that. I've been recording. Yeah, Robert's doing Robert the Audible John thing for like the past yeah. like three days. I'm almost done. Actually, actually, Bob, I I, I fired you and I hired uh, I hired uh, Andrew to do it. He's going to do it now. <laughs> I just want to listen to it. So <laughs> it could be anyone. Okay, you're back boy. on, Bobby. What? Gig's back. I quit. You're back. I'm amazing. Done. Hey. I've had it. Now. Why don't you hire? Why don't you hire Johnny Depp to do it? Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's not the best celebrity right to do for that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. The by the end of the year, I'm going to finish the book. It's not very long. It's my goal. I think that's an easy goal. If, if you can keep me accountable. Text me on uh, December I, 31st and say you better be done with this. I'd be like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really, uh, I really, I really am going to. That's my goal. I'm going to try to do that. Cool, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, One of the dumb things I think, because I've been doing a lot of uh, internet courses lately and helping people get those kinds of things done, and it just reminds me of like how much people crave information. Like we're in an age where people yeah. are paying for a lot of information. They don't pay for music. They don't pay for uh, you know uh, uh, movies. They don't pay for anything. But they'll yeah. pay for the the dream and selling the dream. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, information sure. is that, like, here's how to get good at guitar. Here's how to get good at songwriting. Here's how to get good at all those yeah. things that someone like you just loves. You know, you don't even have to try it. And you forget that people love you do, you know? Yeah. That's that's what's so um, – that, that was another thing that kind of, kind of sparked or uh, – uh, inspired me to do that was just um you know anytime you know you guys done like cover gigs and stuff and mm-hmm. and uh anytime you anytime you got to learn a new song you know it's like like when my dad's a musician so like when he was you know starting to learn different uh songs he he had a he had a record player and he would like slow down he's a guitar player he would slow down you know like the the record to actually pick out the the solo Whereas now you can just go on YouTube and say, "How yeah. do I play?" You know, the just the solo from, from whatever. You know, it's like yeah, and it's there's a tutorial right there for you. You know, it's like mm-hmm. already spelled out, and that's that's the way people they, that's what they want to do now. I mean, I want to do that, so I was just like, "That's you know, there people want people want that information." You know, so here, here it is. Well, it's like getting a free guitar lesson, you know. Totally. Well, it's been 99, but, you know. Yeah. But that's a deal. And then as someone who knows how to teach it, you don't have to do it over and over and over again with new students. Now you do one video, and then you're good to go. So, yeah, it's a really interesting age. And then people like you who uh, are just amazing have a lot to offer. You know what I mean? So I'm excited you started your journey on that with writing this book. And I'm excited to read it, too. I'm going to go order it. Because I feel like we all write songs and we're all, you know, happy to yeah. just get an edge. So, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, if you're listening to this beautiful podcast right now, the book is called Anyone Can Write a Song. 
and it's written by Chris Paul Overall and Martin Brown. Um, and it's only ten dollars out of your life to learn how to write a song. And you can check, click the uh, the link in the description below for all you podcast listeners and for everybody on yeah. Facebook. We're gonna I'm have going that up to, there. Uh, pop in another link to that so that you can go grab. Anyone can write a song on uh, Kindle. <clears throat> They've got the Kindle version, and then also paperback on uh, on Amazon. So here is that link for all y'all in Facebook land. Um, also, this Friday, uh, go to it is uh, www. And the audio book will be coming out with me narrating it very soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bellyuplive.com backslash Abby dash road <laughs> this Friday to watch uh, Christmas with the Beatles with uh, CPO playing with Abby Road. Uh, live at the Belly Up. Left handed and so singing all the Paul stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, what, what else we got coming up, y'all? We currently have a holiday discount running for everything at the Robert John and the Rec store. If you type in the code HOLIDAY15, you get 15% off everything we have in the store. Ooh. We have lots of cool holiday products, the whiskey boxes, the scarves. We still got our digital download, discography package, we got bandanas, we got beanies, we got all sorts of stuff. So if you don't know what to get that special somebody in your life, go to our store and check out, you know, the sweet bandana or, or you know, there's CDs, there's vinyl. And if you don't want to do that, you can just listen to our music. That's cool. And if you don't like our music, you don't have to listen to our music. You can listen oh, to LPF. LPFW. <laughs> yeah. Right? LPFM. Sorry. LPFM. LPFM. And, yeah. uh, which is what we're going to end this podcast on. Absolutely. So nice. here is, uh, to close us out tonight, uh, from LPFM. The song is called Underneath Chris Paul Overall CPO. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you so it's much. Thanks, guys. Face, brother. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> and Thanks, Chris. Awesome. Be good to each other out there, everybody, and get wrecked. This is when they tell us that everything we fear just isn't real. And all this time was merely a traumatized reaction. There's a long, redundant, hypnotizing voice beneath the tide.